through there. He thanked him, returning the fellow's salute. His carriage was also full, but at least the corridor was empty. After he had clumped along its length, peering in the compartments at the men and women in uniform of all three British services and Americans, mostly Air Corps, he resigned himself to sitting on his kit bag. It took some time for the extra-long train to get up any sort of speed through the shabby and in some places bombed-out ruins of North London. He came back to the present day, shook his head as if to clear it, and made his way down the platform, acrid blue diesel smoke drifting up from the power units of the train. The first-class coach was halfway along its length. As he sank gratefully into his seat, an attendant bustled down the centre aisle. "'Tea or coffee, sir?' he asked for tea, and took an offered biscuit in its clear wrapping. It wasn't long before the coach moved, almost imperceptibly. Then diesel engines roaring gathered speed. In minutes they were already slicing through those self-same suburbs, now at least brighter, but depressingly full of meaningless graffiti on any available space. Walls, railside huts, bridges, even sides of houses. And beyond that there was endemic violence, drugs, broken homes. It didn't seem much like the utopia they expected after the war, the one Lily had been so keen to help with its inception. He closed his eyes to blot out the scene and woke up thirty minutes later as the train burst out of a tunnel onto the flat fields south of Bedford. He watched the worked-out brickfields going past, the great quarries now grassing over, and water-filled, with flocks of seagulls fluttering on the surfaces. As he watched, his mind went back again to that earlier train journey, recalling his mother's oft-remarked saying as she ushered him towards the stairs at the end of the day, up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire. He started to doze again, still with the words repeating in his head, up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire, up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire. The smooth whoosh of the train over the welded track gave way to the clickety-clack of the old, and the carriage rocked violently as they passed over points. The smoke of the engine drifted out across the fields or billowed around the window through embankments. The telephone lines rhythmically rose and fell, rose and fell as they passed the posts lining the route. They started to go by field upon field full of lines of parked new tanks. He recognised them as Churchill's, with white stars painted on their turrets. The reality of the times, and a grim reminder of what was to come. Why the whole country was in a fever of expectancy. The Second Front. Lieutenant Michael Gibson, RAMC, had qualified in 1943, followed by two short house jobs. It was now March 1944. When she first saw him, she was in her nurse's uniform, pegging her washing on the lines, provided behind their barracks. He'd just got out of a jeep, pulling his brown case after him, as a corporal took his kit bag from the back seat. He looked tired, slightly dishevelled, one battle-dress trouser leg starting to unravel above his gaiter. In the brief interval, as he returned the salute of a passing soldier, he looked around wearily, 
blinking in the strong sunshine, before he followed the soldier with his kit bag into the adjutant's office. But it was enough for her to fully see his face. In that instance, she had a feeling like she had never had before, so much so that she waited, still holding the wicker laundry basket to her hip, waited to catch another glimpse of him. A nurse came by, paused. Are you all right? She frowned, didn't want to turn her head, but did, just for a second, and lied. Yes, just seen somebody I think I know. The other nurse said, What, the new doctor? He's due in today. She shook her head, replied offhandedly, Oh, really? No, not him. She didn't add any more, just turned back and waited. It looked as though her colleague was right. They knew a new doctor was due to be transferred in, and he was wearing RAMC shoulder flashes. It took ten minutes for him.